Shout out to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, and Web Website Design. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the ERI studio right here in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin. And how about you? To my left, you're right on the radio dial, producer Brian. Hey, guys. And of course, across the way since the Pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention Twinkie Eater of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up for my best friend, Mojo. It's a time of year when they break out the pumpkin flavors of coffee. <laughs> the, the girls uh, put on the yoga pants and the Uggs. Mm -hmm. There's a crisp in the air. The leaves are kind of crispy. And all the vacant CVSs and Walgreens have now become ha Halloween Expresses. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast once again. You can find us on our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Our Facebook page is Southern Fry Philosophy. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Google Play, it doesn't matter. Just go there, put in the old search bar, Southern Fry Philosophy. Uh, share our, your favorite episode. Share our, our page. Um, but, yeah, most importantly, just hit like. Uh, Hit subscribe. That puts us in your daily feed uh, when, when we, whenever we download, upload our episodes on Monday. So that's how you find us. Also, you can find us on the Twitters and Instagram, SFP Radio. And don't forget, we haven't mentioned this in a while. Our friends at States Vegas Radio, if you want to check us out uh, on States Vegas app today, use the promo code MOJO and you'll get the app for free. Uh, check us out. We are live uh, Monday at 6 and Friday at 4 on statesvegasradio.com. Uh, also want to say some upcoming guests, Hook, Line, and Heroes, our friends there, are having a bass fishing tournament in Mooresville, North Carolina. It's a $1,000 payout. Uh, go to fishingforamission2019.eventbrite.com for more details. I think what I'm going to do is just go to the old Harris Teeter, find the biggest mm. fish I can, just hook it on my my line, and ta-da, I got like a $1,000. or something? Yeah. Something like actually, an, I, I do have a connection with a seafood company. We can get you actually like a mako shark or something like oh, that. Oh, that would just be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I know the swordfish, Norman. <laughs> uh, it's not thought out yet, but uh, trust me, it's it's why it's a keeper. the guts are missing. <laughs> also, Watch My Cigars has two events: a rooftop spec spooktacular October twenty sixth, and the Duke Mansion Sangria and Cigar event, also October twenty sixth. Uh, we'll have some information on our Instagram account and Facebook on those events as well. I want to say shout out to our new listeners from Bakersfield, Baltimore, Bangor, Bend, Biloxi, Birmingham, Boise, and Boston. Boston. You're making that up, right? Because that's that's all B's. I mean, well, yeah, I'm like just saying. A's, you're just picking out names, right? I'm just going yeah. down yeah. down the the alphabet. Okay. So, so these are our listeners like, from. Uh, Chattanooga, maybe. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're just going <laughs> to give all of our shout outs. So I'm going to ask you, like I ask you every week, Mojo, baby darn. I'm doing great. Uh, last week was real tough mm. uh, the past two weeks. Uh, I've managed to have a compounding interest of uh, 
just fails. So yeah, oh, so no. that, yeah, I'll discuss those in private. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so that led to the little anxiety. But oh uh, no. Anyway, uh, you know we've been talking about this for the past few episodes. I we you had your exciting news. Uh-huh. You become a a new foster dad. And, yeah. Uh, to a wonderful baby girl, which mm-hmm. I need to come over since I don't have a cold now. Yeah. Um. But also, yeah, I, I had something exciting. So, uh, anyway, oh. I ventured out on my own. We're opening up a motorcycle shop in what? Salisbury. Yep. Nice. Called Blue Collar Cycles. Uh, you can find us at bluecollarcycle.com. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have, have that open here uh, the next couple of weeks. So, that's been exciting. We've just been crushing it and uh, watching all the D, uh, D- DIY videos on Home Depot <laughs> and how to renovate a building. And, uh, yeah. Nice. What doing. So, yeah, so that's uh, a, a new challenge, new uh, a new interest in this season of life. So yeah, and of course, you know me. My business plan is mm-hmm. to open it right in the middle of dead season. So that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Way to go! Yeah. So they're on sale right now because it's fall. Oh, right? I don't have any yet, but <laughs> it, I'm, I'm sure we'll be running some major uh, sales. But anyway, it, it just uh, just interesting change in life. And, yeah, I'm um, trying to yeah do something better for our family. So oh. is blue? Can you? What's the name of it again? Blue Collar Cycle. So welcome to the Blue Collar Cycle Studio there we right go. here in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. Producer Brian, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, so this morning I got the opportunity to, to dine with uh, our 2019 uh, bracket, food bracket champion. Okay. Waffle House. The old Waffle House. Yep. I was down in middle of nowhere, South Carolina. Okay. Well, <laughs> there at was, least Waffle House consistent. It was very, yes, it was delicious. Um, so... When you guys were when we're doing the the tournament a few weeks ago, you kept saying it's dinner and a shower. Mm-hmm. There's a poster in the window, and it says dinner and a dinner show. and a show or I'll something be. and a show. I'm like, oh wow! So me, I'm like, oh, I want to take a picture of this. Right? <laughs> so I take a picture, and uh, and I send it to you guys. And then I, I go in and I'm you know just I walk in, I'm getting ready to order, and she goes, Did I see you taking a selfie out there. I'm like, oh well, I was taking a picture of your poster on the window. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be real nice about it, you know. <laughs> about, about the show part and she and you know i was like you know you come in here and it, it is a show like there's always something going on you get to watch them cook for you all that stuff and she said there's actual posters in the back like that's the thing that they it's part of their culture hmm. be like get ready for your performance when you come out into the floor wow. or whatever so hmm. I, was, I was trying to be really politically correct about right i don't want to insult anyone before they made my hash browns sure um then like you know she goes serves on the table comes back around she goes now the real show Saturday morning about three a.m. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know they know it's just it was I was I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, you I, did. Did you mention that that they are the winner of the SFP? I did not hand them break? their trophy. Oh, what did you What did you have? So mm. I was excited. They actually made my breakfast into a menu item now. I oh. always got it was just two eggs, toast, but I always sub the grits for hash browns because mm-hmm. you always had to sub it out. But now it's just it's. Two egg breakfast comes with hash browns, huh. choice of meat. I like the grits, but I really want the hash browns. Sure, that's, that's why you go to the Waffle House. Yeah, hash yeah. browns, right? So I think they're, I, I think their grits are kind of garbage. I've never had them, so yeah. I, I can't. I don't have a dog in. Don't the start now. Yeah, they're no. Yeah, they're just quick, instant. Yeah, I just grits. don't. Didn't want to always pay the upcharge. Yeah, no. oh. yeah. So they upcharged you to do that. Oh, I mean, it was a ten dollar. I got that and coffee. It was ten bucks. Seriously? Oh yeah, Waffle House is not cheap anymore. It was eleven dollars and eleven cents or something crazy like that, I think. But good gracious! Yeah, it's uh, 
Waffle House is I high mean, dining now. Yeah, it is absolutely. It is. I mean, you, you cannot. I mean, I, I get something like two eggs and a side of bacon, and I'm like uh-huh. nine bucks. Yeah, the bacon's where they get you on that. Yeah, I think. holy Cause they, cause you, cow! Because they can't compute. Like, hey, let's let's just go ahead and get you this combo. Drop off these items mm-hmm. to make it cheaper and more affordable. They, they, if you do the a la carte, oh yeah, yeah. That's what always frustrated me when you go to like you know the drive through or whatever, and you say, I don't want, I don't know, like lettuce and tomato. They don't give you, you don't take off the cost right. of those things. Oh, it right. just frustrates me. Like I should pay less because I'm not taking the lettuce. And but tomato. they'll they'll upcharge you though if you want right. extra. Right. Yep. I mean, I, I can't remember where it was now. They get extra lettuce on that cheeseburger. They're really gonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I went to. A, I can't remember what restaurant it was now. It was, you know, some fast food place, whatever, in mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted. I had already had my burger. Yeah. I, I was like, oh man, I forgot to ask for less tomato onion. So I went back up there and like, all right, that'd be thirty five cent. I'm like, whoa, oh, come on, that's nickel and no. dime. that's nickel and diamond. You know, just that, that gets on nerves. Mm, yeah. So sure. uh, it, that. Okay, I, this may be the Mandela effect. Come on. <clears throat> I don't remember Waffle House ever having blueberry waffles. They don't. Yeah, they do. No, not possible. Yeah. They, yeah. They actually do now. Yeah, they do. That's neat. Have, is it something new That's or something they've neat. always had? So I know they have the chocolate chip and the pecan. Mm, yeah. I thought they always had them. I've I, never heard I of, seen of. Because I'd be interested in trying. If it was, that. it wasn't written on the menu. It was like a well, secret recipe or yeah. secret menu kind of thing. But now maybe. they have a poster in the window that says "We're we're so blue for you" or something like that, and it has a picture of a blueberry waffle. I'm like, whoa! I think I think we can need to call them. I'm down. All right, let me hook this up real quick. <laughs> can we do that? Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I can get Skype back up. Uh, no. But how? How would we do that? Well, we don't have to do it. That's fine. Didn't study. All right. No problem. No, I I always thought that they, it was. Hey, Siri. (laughs) How long has, how long has Waffle House had blueberry waffles? Wikipedia. Oh, that totally, that was a Siri fell. How (laughs) long does, uh, how long did, uh, Said, how long did Bloom marry Ellis? I'm gonna see if this even picks up. You get, getting any of that? Yeah. See, it's just I'm calling my dad. Oh, that's your call. Hey, son. Hey, I just wanted to see how this sounded when I called you. Can you just talk right. for a second? Can Hello. You, okay. All right. I just need to call Waffle House now. We had a question, but I wanted to see how it sounded before I called them. Okay. Give me a call later. Bye. Thanks, bye. I'm not cutting anything out. I just wanted to. No, it shouldn't be. Huh. So it says in an article that Waffle House has announced that its locations will be reviving the, the solely missed favorite blueberry waffles. Missed. Like so missed waffle, from the last right? 30 years <clears throat> on their menu? Well, here. here we uh, what's that? I'm going to call him. He's calling. Right during lunch rush hour. I thought rush hour is like 10 p.m. Good afternoon, Waffle House. 
Hi, uh, this is Biggin from the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Um, my uh, co-host and I are having a, a debate. Um, we noticed that you guys have the blueberry waffles. Are are those new or have they always been there? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> it's a promotional thing this time of year, so every year they do it. They do it for like maybe three, four months. Okay, so it's it's something and, that— And it came back last month. Okay. All right, so it's it's a recurring thing. It's not just always on the menu. Right, right, right. Okay. It's not always here. We usually have the chocolate chips, the peanut butters, and the pecan. Whoa, peanut butter? Yeah. Did you guys know about the peanut butter? Yeah, Yeah, I I didn't know about that. I heard about that. Oh, I got to check it out. We'll see you later. All right, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. So it's the McRib. Well, I, I didn't see. I, my ears are so bad. I didn't hear peanut butter. I thought she said taco chips. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, that's not flavor." <laughs> what just happened? That's not a combination. Brought to you by mm, Doritos. It's a tortilla. Oh, mm. I made cornbread waffles. Like, like no, that, those but, are good. Yeah, yeah. I made chaffles so, too. Some chili I need to figure out that chaffle thing because that chaffle, thing looks delicious. Chaffles are revolutionary. Wait a minute. Remind me what that was. It's a keto waffle. Oh, but bread, I looked like that up. Yeah, it's like Dude, an egg thing, right? Uh, I, I've made. Probably a hundred Rubens since then. I need one cheeseburgers. Mm. You know, all right. We need legit. a waffle iron in the studio. That's... Yep, let's make it happen, Captain. Do it. I've got one from our wedding present fourteen hundred years ago. I'm sure I've got. <laughs> I had like six of them. Yeah, yeah. By the way, when you opened it up, you could tell that it's been used, and they just repackaged it. Mm, I hate that. Come on, y'all. You can do better. Mm. I love y'all. Your your family. Good thing Why is you, doing you probably still can take it back to Walmart. Get a. Your refund <laughs> or exchange it. <laughs> it's not REI. Come on. Uh, all right. So as uh, Mojo talked about, I'm dealing now with a newborn. Hey, buddy, that sleep. Good gracious. It eludes me like a diet that I should be on. Like I, I should. <laughs> I can never find any sleep. It just. Ugh. Well, you find it and then she reminds you that oh, that's yeah. not going to happen. By the way, you can't have it. She yeah. just takes it away. Mm. Ugh. It just. Y'all, one of these days I'm going to wake up. I mean, I'm going to go to sleep, and I'm, nah, I don't know if I'm going to wake up. not going to happen. Like, real talk, we walked in. He's, like, half asleep on the lobby couch out here. Straight up. Like, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, that lobby is 14 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Like, people are hanging meat up there. It is freezing, but I'm, like, I'm passed out. <laughs> I've never been the guy that could just automatically go to sleep, but now, Kids. hey, buddy, Maybe, I'm maybe Pastor Justin has now set that as a uh, as a safe haven sanctuary for all the <laughs> fleeing uh, global Warming uh, penguins and polar bears. <laughs> well done. All right, so let's go into some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. If you want a fantastic catered meal, check out our friends at 1812 Barbecue with the best barbecue around. And those sides, I'm just going to tell you, hey, buddy, they are delicious. All right, so um, I don't know if you guys saw this headline or not. A Florida woman burns down a 3,500-year-old tree by nonetheless smoking pot, or sorry, doing meth. That's messed up. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, a Florida woman who was previously arrested for burning down a 3,500-year-old tree while smoking a methamphetamine was arrested last week on charges for now traffic, trafficking that meth. Sarah Barnes, 33, was arrested Friday uh, in her Altamonte Springs home after deputies found 38 grams of meth. Is that a lot? 38 grams. Uh, that's a good bit. That's more than like personal use, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Barnes was arrested in 2012 for burning down, quote, the senator, an 118-foot-tall bald cypress tree 
Uh, it was the fifth oldest tree in the world. She was kind of excited about it, saying, quote, I burned down a tree that's older than Jesus. Um, so now she's <laughs> facing bond, a $25,000 bond. Her next court date is scheduled November 12th. Mm. Hey, buddy. Smoking no myths. Yeah. I, <laughs> sounds like her problems probably are a lot bigger than just meth. Sounds like she got a little derangement going on. <laughs> Where was this tree? Like, was this like in her backyard there was a 3,500? No, I think it was at a park. Okay, um, National Park. Oh, yeah, a... National Park. Yeah, I remember Jess and I, we were traveling someplace in Georgia or whatever, and they had like one of the oldest trees. It's an angel tree or something yes, like that. Yes, the yeah. angel tree, and it's like oh, a little yeah. park thing. Yeah, I think it was similar to that. It's amazing how this tree's this old. Do you think it, they would have some type of security around it or mm-hmm. some obstructions and how, I mean, what should you do, take a Molotov cocktail to it, I mean, and just launch it? I, I mean, be kind of curious. Probably being around a three thousand five hundred year old tree with a lighter, not in your right mind. Probably do some weird things. I would think. Probably, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Was she lighting her her pipe or whatever from a branch or something? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe she discovered they had blueberry waffles at Waffle House and just got <laughs> totally lit up. But you but, know, you know what though? I'm just now thinking about it. what if she sparked some? She got some. Sp- uh, Spanish moss, mm. and that caught, and then everything else just kind of oh. went up. That stuff looks flammable. Sure. I don't know if it is or not, but it looks I flammable. Maybe she, maybe she confuses Spanish moss for marijuanas and then, you know, tried to smoke it. And Making then... a cocktail. <laughs> oh, my. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding, and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812-BARBECUE, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812-BARBECUE. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812-BARBECUE, or call 704-604-5148 or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Um, so did you guys hear about the University of Kansas and their controversial Snoop Dogg show? <laughs> no. So the NCAA just uh, rained down on the University of Kansas for lack of institutional uh, control because Bill Self was caught on the phone talking to somebody about paying players to come to the University of Kansas. Right. Uh, so you remember that whole mm-hmm. scandal that was going on. The NCAA this this week said, you guys are going to, we're going to come down on you. You have been get, found guilty of these things. We're going to give you your charges later, but there's a lack of institutional control at your university. So you guys are going to get some punishment. So 
their first practice or, you know, whatever they do for like Kentucky does big blue madness for their first game slash practice, you know, for the, for the fans. What does uh, Duke do? Is it called? Uh, beat, Can- beat the next team. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, their first, like yeah. there's a, I, I can't think of the name of it. Um, well, Kansas did theirs and they had Snoop Dogg come out again. Remember you just got handed lack of institutional control. Snoop Dogg comes out uh, playing gin and juice mm. with with no beeps, no no the non edited version, lets it roll for all the fans that are there watching the the basketball game. Uh, had uh, featured pole dancers, a money gun that was shot out to all of the um, recruits that they had coming in to to look <laughs> for the next season, and there was profanity. Uh, in a raucous crowd at 16,300 people in Allen Fieldhouse in Kansas. Um, the university says, we apologize for the Snoop Dogg performance at late night. We made it clear that to the entertainer's managers that we expected a clean version of the show and took additional steps to communicate to our fans, including moving the artist to the final act of the evening to ensure that no basketball activities would be missed if anyone did not want to stay for the show. The AD said, I take full responsibility for not thoroughly vetting all the details uh, of the performance, uh, and I offer my personal apology. He said uh, that he evidently did not know what acrobatic dancers meant in today's time. (laughs) Does Snoop Dogg do clean performances? That's the question. So Snoop Dogg was actually on the Howard Stern show this morning and and just lit up Kansas like, you am ever like, like, you're lying. You're not telling the truth. You knew what was going on. And then the quote of the day, when you pay for Snoop Dogg, you get Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what else would you expect? Like pizza and a sermon? Right. I mean. They had a they had one of the, the dogs, the, the uh, mos- mascots with a giant blunt, fake blunt walking yeah, around. Awesome. I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, have you been around for the last, like, 25 years his career has been going right? Yeah. Have you Have you been around for the last 10 minutes and looking yeah, at his I, career? You would have known better. Actually, just one simple Google poll. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably solve all of those questions. <laughs> what happened to Snoop Lion? Wasn't that his name for a while? Oh, I, yeah. I think that was kind of like his reggae rap album. Oh. Name. But okay. I, I think he was trying to become an, a Rastafarian and mm. then didn't quite make it. So he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just go, go back, back to Rex Snoop. Double G. Remember when Puff Daddy always kept changing his name like every 10 minutes? Oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of like Jennifer Lopez. Like she was J-Lo and then Jenny from the Block and then, then whatever what? else. Did she change it back again? I think she's just now Miss Lopez. I don't know. <laughs> I don't That's know. Mrs. Lopez. Or like. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Miss, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, so let's go to some hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. If you want a quality cigar at a reasonable price, check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Um, all right, Epic Games is uh, being sued for not warning parents that Fortnite is allegedly addictive as cocaine. Uh uh, this comes to us by the USA Today, courtesy of Fortnite may be a free video game, but it's already earned $1 billion this year. Uh, a Montreal-based firm launched a proposed class action lawsuit in Canada on behalf of two Quebec parents. Now, mind you, out of the billions of kids that are playing, two of them have decided to sue. They claim that Fortnite publisher Eric, sorry, the Fortnite publisher Epic Games needs to pay the price for a third-person shooter as they allege that it is addictive and potentially harmful as cocaine. Um, They are the parents of a 10- and 15-year-old 
child, respectively. The legal action alleges that when a person is engaged in Fortnite for a long period, the player's brain releases pleasure hormones, dopamine, and that Fortnite was developed by psychologists, statisticians, and others over four years to, to develop the most addictive game possible so that Epic could reap lucrative profits. What do you guys think about Fortnite being addictive as cocaine? I think these set of parents probably got caught using Fortnite as a babysitting device, and now they regret it. Mm. Yeah, here in the uh, 21st century, there's a thing called parental controls. Yeah. And you can block applications and screen time and all those sorts of things. So mm. if your kids are spending too much time on something, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> How about it? Well, also, but Epic is not the only one. Every no. every app company out there, well, gaming app or so has or something that has some type of connection, they have a whole R&D department that does mm-hmm. nothing but make these games addictive. Yeah. You know, by the, the constant notifications, the badges, these levels, you know, achievements, these constant reminders. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been, it's, this has been shown. Yeah. I mean, that's their job they, to develop this stuff. So um, could it be as addictive as cocaine? Probably, because, I mean, now they're having these rehab facilities being popping up for social media and, and video games for kids. They say that uh, the defendants use the same tactics as the creators of slot machines or variable reward programs to ensure the dependence of its users. The brains being manipulated always want more. Uh, children are particularly vulnerable to this manipulation since their self-control system of the brain has not developed enough. Just like the people that got mad about like sugar cereals being marketed on Saturday morning. Mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're marketing sweet stuff to kids and they want the kids, <laughs> and, you know, the toys or whatever. It's yeah. the same principle. Uh, another point that this article points out is that last year, the World Health Organization classified gaming disorder as a diagnosable condition, giving mental health professionals a basis for setting up treatment and identifying risks for addictive um, behavior. About one in five parents found that it's least, at least moderately difficult to get their kids off of Fortnite. About a quarter of them said they were concerned about how much time they were getting away. So the World Health Organization has classified it as a gaming disorder. I think the World Health Organization uh, is a a bunk organization. Who? World, the World Health WH. Yeah, yeah who? Sorry. <laughs> you got me on that. One. Um, did there. I, I think they're bunk because if you look at some of their stats and stuff like that, where you know they they spend millions and billions of dollars of of money that comes from all these countries to fund them, and they have like these studies like, oh, by the way, polio has been eradicated. <laughs> no, it hasn't. I mean, it doesn't have a huge presence in certain developed countries, but mm. polio is still around. Leprosy is er- eradicated. No, actually it's not. There's still cases that pop up every year. You know, I think, yeah. You, you know, do, do, do I agree that they're very, this game is, games are very addictive? Absolutely. Mm. Do you remember playing video games as a kid? Oh yeah. They're, granted, they're not that they don't have the same enhancements as we did growing up, you mm. know, because you could only do so much Mario you know, you're right. your duck hunt and things like that. I mean, these games now are just are very triggering. But yeah, I, I mean, I would play video games for 14 hours straight. Absolutely. I yeah. I literally took a week of vacation in my mid twenties, and I spent the whole. I mean, I played video games the it, entire the same game the yeah. entire time. Oh wow! I kind of forgot to eat sometimes. Yeah. I was in the middle, you know, <laughs> leveling up and or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's you yeah. turned out fine. Well. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Just a, a subjective opinion, but you know, right? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think these kids are going to be out there, you know, autonomous zombies. If they're an autonomous zombie, that means they, they probably an autonomous zombie without this game. So I don't know. Yeah. But uh, another overreaction. I think a little parental guidance would help a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, no. maybe, maybe, maybe not. But maybe. then kids don't listen. I don't know. They're, I don't have little kids, and they still listen to what I say. Mm. So. They, they did. Uh, this isn't the first time Epic Games have been sued. And imagine this: out of California, uh, they were sued as a class action lawsuit that Fortnite lacks built-in parental controls that would allow parents or guardians of minors to make informed decisions regarding in-app purchases. So maybe that would be the case. There was a little lack of the parental control part of it. They didn't have it, so because we're, I guess, spending money on it or whatever. Oh, yeah, the money thing, that's a different animal altogether. I play a, a very similar game mm-hmm. to Fortnite. Uh, it's a little more military, but you can drop. Call of Duty. It's a PUBG mode. It's Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's the hmm. same concepts, not quite as colorful, I guess. Yeah. But you could drop, you know, just to get, like, weapon skins and just dumb has no outside world value. Right. You can easily drop hundreds of dollars for on nothing. Yeah. It doesn't increase your ability to win. Yeah. It doesn't affect your place. Like, it doesn't make you better. Yeah. It makes your the, your character look cooler. That's all it does. Have you spent any? Uh, well, neither confirm nor deny. Or deny. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that I don't understand is why, if, like, I would maybe understand if, on Fortnite, like, you could start off with, like, a shotgun. You know, like, you could buy and you can upgrade using a shotgun or what have you. I can almost get that. But if it has no bearing on how you can do as in the game, to me, that seems so pointless. Well, I mean, I think it's ingenious because they're selling a virtual product. Mm-hmm. That they, I mean, they design it, but it has no real-world application, as you said. But I also think it'd be nice if these games like Pup, PUBG, 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 and... um Fortnite, mm-hmm. Fortnite, 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 yeah. Um, Showtime. Actually, had like a marketplace where like a player buys something, doesn't need it anymore, doesn't want it, they can actually put it on open market and sell it. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, if they've had to, like I've played games in the past that had a built-in economy. Mm. There were some like, I think I forget the names of them. Uh, it was like uh, they were like reality kind of game. There was not much point, but you could build stuff and you could craft things in the game, mm-hmm. and then. Other folks would buy with the game currency. You, it had its own like virtual economy. Hmm. Hmm. It was an interesting experiment. It was kind of yeah. fun. But. I think that'd be a good idea. If you're in the market for a high quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full spicy flavor the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom, exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or check out his new website at WatchmanCigars.com or the sponsor section of our website. Uh, all right, so I'm going to have an, a controversial title for you guys. Uh, this is brought to you courtesy by Forbes.com. Chick-fil-A has the slowest drive through in fast food, and here's why customers keep coming back. 
According to a new study of the National Reg- Restaurant Association, 39% of consumers have used the drive through more this year than previous years before. Not bad for a channel that's been around since 1947. There are more points of access for drive through now more than any other time in the food service history. Credit our commuter lifestyles for this increase. The increased work and commute time commit, uh, commitments have aligned with long-term societal change, which has led to the long-term growth of drive throughs Despite the growth in demand, however, the drive through is getting slower. In a 2019 drive through performance study, um, the biggest takeaway is that the quick service drive throughs are slower than they were last year's. Customers spent an average of 255 seconds from speaker to order window in 2019, 20 seconds longer in 2018. Any reasons why you might think that they may be longer wait time? Well, if it's McDonald's, it's probably because they messed up the first three orders ahead of you. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Producer Brian, any thoughts? Why well, it's longer? There's probably mm-hmm. – uh, I'm going to give – Real deep here and say mm-hmm. there's more people alive on the planet with driver's licenses. No, <laughs> there you go. That's that's a good that's one. Valid logic. Uh, Overpopulation. That's the reason. Okay, uh, it's a bit of a surprise at the uh, increase of speed time because across the board they have focused heavily on speeding things up at the drive-throughs, retraining crews, simplifying menus and operations, and adding new technologies and processes. Uh, the improvements that the restaurants are making in technology and efficiency are being thwarted by some degrees of the things that are going on with mobile ordering, third-party deliveries, and on-demand. It's cluttering up the kitchen and slowing down the operations. It's happened so quickly, the industry doesn't know how to change uh, that quickly. Uh, also, they have the other reason why is restaurants have bloated their menu to try to be everything to anyone, and it confuses customers, and the employees have to figure out how to use all these integrations so, you know, when you go, we used to go through the drive through there would be a thousand different options. Now they're trying to slim it all mm-hmm. down to make it a little bit easier. What's the beauty of Chick-fil-A? It's pretty much just chicken nuggets, fried chicken, different ways. You I know? mean, it's the menu on the big scale is kind of boring because it's mm-hmm. like there's three at lunchtime. You can get a chicken sandwich, a little bit different chicken sandwich, yeah. <laughs> or like a salad. With chicken on it. Or a chicken nugget. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but Chick-fil-A proves the customers that want more than speed. In the context of this specific re- report, the slowest chain is Chick-fil-A clocking in at 323 seconds. It's followed by McDonald's at 284 seconds, Hardee's at 266 seconds, KFC at 243, Carl's Jr. and Taco Bell at 240, Wendy's at 230, and Dunkin' is the fastest at 210 seconds. Duncan literally has pre-made packaged donuts. They, they throw out the window at you. Right. I, I, I'm calling bunk on this. Did, who, who wrote this? The World Health Organization? <laughs> who? <laughs> uh, but alas, the time here's the here's the clickbait. The timing is a bit misleading here, considering Chick Fil A's volumes compared to its peers. More than 35 percent of the chain's restaurants have six plus vehicles in line at any given time. The next closest com- closest competitor is McDonald's at nine percent, and they have two. Most of them have two of the little talk boxes. Yeah, and the, people out there. Two lines. Yeah, and there's people. Look, I I I I think this is horse crap because the Jesus Chicken they will actually have your order. They know your order before you even get there. <laughs> 
Well, and that is part of the place, right? They're, they're pro- but part of the problem. Um, they say that the, the study also, the auditors started the clock when the cluster, customers placed their order. But you'll know when you go to a Chick-fil-A, they have people standing out further back in the line. You know, it's not at the talk box. They're out further getting getting the your order. So it is longer but because you're back further right? till you get to the drive. Yeah, Chick-fil-A's turned into like auto bell. So because you get up there. And there's someone outside mm. has a little thing they're holding. You know, what do you want? The chicken sandwich or the chicken sandwich. Yep. And then you drive a little farther and they give you your claim ticket, like with mm. your seat or whatever. And then, you, you know, you just keep, I did this on Monday for lunch. I was like, this doesn't feel like a fast food restaurant anymore. I feel like, like I wanted to like tip them. And there's like, certain locations, you <laughs> there's certain locations at Chick-fil-A, you actually have four stops. Oh, wow. You have, they have the person who takes the order. You have a person who collects the money. Then you actually had the register, you know, the window. Who confirms your order to you. <laughs> no. Oh. The one actually hands you your food. And then they have a person who hands a little further down that actually has all the condiments. Oh, oh I've wow. Seen that. I have seen that. I haven't like seen the little, condiment person. Mooresville, Mooresville has it. Yeah, they're, like a, they're wearing like a, a Kevlar vest with like well, sauces Mo- in it. <laughs> has actually a tent, like a side tent. And it has like these condiment holders. And, I Whoa. Mean, yeah. That's yeah. legit. The, the one I was at near my house in Charlotte on... I think it was Monday. Like the person who gave me my food wasn't inside the building. They were standing there against the wall, reaching in and grabbing stuff and handing mm-hmm. it to me. Yeah. Huh. I've, I've been to locations like that too. But the one, the one that does have the uh, the condiment and the uh, what yeah, you call I know, the, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's well, got a three mile long line too. Yeah. What, what you said it had like a vest or whatever. Well, I, I made well no, Water <laughs> Waterburger in Texas does that. Uh, like the, if you, when you're eating eating inside a Waterburger in Texas. Actually, the the ladies come out there and they hand you your stuff. I mean, they actually carry all the. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, on the tray. Yep. Like a trench coat. It's kind of open. Yeah. (laughs) You want some of these these goods? (laughs) Uh, Chick Fil A calls it face to face ordering, by the way, and they say that that's kind of what their uh, whole point is, is because they want to have a good customer experience going in uh, and having a face to face interaction. Chick Fil A's order accuracy is ninety four percent. I was about to ask that a full four percentage points higher than the next chain, Burger King, and it's dropped more than 5% last year overall, except for Chick-fil-A. Uh, accuracy is significant, uh, whether it's to his, so that the people don't have a bad bad visit to their restaurant, and then so they want to keep coming back. Also, perhaps most importantly, Chick-fil-A has the friendliest drive through uh, in the study by a huge margin, 65%. Of consumers uh, are say that it is very friendly versus Taco Bell at forty three percent. It's because of these attributes that Chick Fil A um, has the highest drive through experience, even at three hundred and twenty three seconds. It makes it generates that drive through generates four point one billion dollars in sales, nearly twice as much as McDonald's at two point seven billion dollars. If it's 300 seconds, I'm telling you right now, I, I do not see that. I mean, I just literally went through Chick-fil-A to drive through at Dinner Rush, you know, or the beginning mm-hmm. of Dinner Rush. and They said <laughs> with the great customer service and the accuracy, people don't notice the time. Yeah. do you Did you guys ever get a chance to go to a McDonald's that was trying the customer-facing thing? No. Like no. The, they got the talk box and you drove around and there's a someone hanging out of a window. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to those. They didn't pull it off because that was well, weird. But you, but you can, but here's the thing, though, you know, because a lot of Chick Fil A's, 
that you see are right beside other fast food restaurants now. You know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of yeah. get these little out, out parcels. You can go to a, another fast food restaurant in that out parcel mm-hmm. and see the Chick-fil-A employee rejects or the ones who didn't get the jobs. And you can understand exactly why they didn't yeah. get a job at Jesus Chicken. I'm telling yeah. you. I just saw the clickbait and thought it was interesting, though, at least, you know, just to have some numbers to throw out. Uh, no. the, the, one last thing on this. There's no yeah, way no, that no. Chick-fil-A is slower than Hardee's. Oh, no doubt. God bless a bear. Go order onion rings at Hardee's oh, you throw and it. then come back tomorrow and get them. Yeah. yeah. Well, they call that the mobile ordering the day ahead. Oh, when you okay. go through the drive, but you're in your car, either. mobile ordering. <laughs> right. Look, you order something like Hardee's or Carl's Jr. You order something that they don't; they have to cook fresh, opposed to having it sandbagged. They give you the most evil eye, evil voice, and go you know, pull over there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Get over there. I hate that. And you feel you feel like so rejected when you have to wait, and you're the only one, and everybody else is kind of passing you through. Like I just ordered fries. How do they not have fries on the menu? Like, yeah. come on, people. I feel like I feel feeling rejection is like my honeymoon night. My wife's like, get over there. <laughs> <laughs> There's another space. There's another couch over there for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds awful. All right, so we're gonna do a bit we haven't done in a while. Um, Lisa, our friend, your heart transplant's mom, requested that we do this bit we haven't done in a while. It's called Dear Mojo. I'm going to ask you, dear Abby, questions and see how you would respond in in such circumstances. So here is uh, the dear Abby question. Dear Abby, uh, I will soon be retiring from a lay position in my church. As a former member of the choir, I'm being urged to return to it, which appeals to me. My problem is a member who has caused trouble in the past for me with lies and criticism. She is a very negative bully. In the past, she poisoned my ability to worship and I want as little to do with her as possible. I am afraid that if I rejoin the choir, the situation will continue. I don't want to upset the other choir members who are good, supportive friends, but I no longer want to have to put up with her. She is very hard to ignore. Any suggestions signed, singing a new tune in Canada? Hmm. Well, I would probably call Miss Karen outside in the alley uh-huh. and take a pair of brass knuckles and I'd tune her up a couple times. <laughs> she will not be able to sing another voice in that, that until she reaches her heavenly voice. So, Oh my. No, nah, well, you know, I, <laughs> that took a drastic <laughs> negative turn. You gotta, you gotta hold your own. I think number one, mm. the, what the Bible says, if you have another person, a problem with another person, you can't resolve face to face, bring it before the church or mm-hmm. bring it before with the brass pastor. knuckles, yeah. bring brass knuckles straight up. But, you know, you bring it before the pastor and y'all sit down and try to work this out. If it doesn't continue, then kind of got to wash your hands of it. So me, I would probably face-to-face her mm-hmm. and then second, bring the pastor or the elders um, into the into the uh, conversation. If not, then that's straight throat puncher. She can't sing anymore in the choir. That's true. Puncher. That part is true. Producer Brian, any additional thoughts? No, but the the phrase that stuck out to me is you said, I think the first sentence, they were retiring as a lay person in the church. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? It could be an elder. It could be. <laughs> well, uh, now they're going to get paid to do the to be a choir member. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're volunteer now. Uh, now yeah. they're going to become the paid position person. Oh, wow. Yeah. That gig, man. Yeah. Now hiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abby says, if you haven't already done so, discuss this with your priest slash pastor of your church. Explain how the woman's bullying and rumoring, rumor spreading have affected you and ask for guidance. If she's the one sour note in the choir, 
It is possible that she has done the same thing to others. Hmm. I mean, so don't, don't we deal with bullies by just public shaming? Isn't that the best way to do that? Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> well, you pull their pants down and laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one kind of may hit home a little bit to you. Um, and I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this and see kind of how you dealt with it. Uh, dear Abby, I'm a 15-year-old girl. That's not you. That's not what you're related to. I'm a 15-year-old girl who wants to become a vegetarian, and I don't know exactly why. I just know that I want to stop eating meat and choose a healthier alternative lifestyle. I also want to lose weight, which may happen after becoming a vegetarian. There's been a lot going on in my life lately. I've been stress eating. I don't hate my body, and but I sure don't love it. Every picture I take, I suck in my gut because I'm insecure. The problem is I'm not sure how to present this to my family. I'm sure I'll get the annoying, how could you give up steak, bacon, and chicken? From my dad and sister, and my mom will probably be supportive as she's always encouraged me to eat healthier in general, and she'll mo- most likely help me come up with a plan. Um, I don't know how to, uh, I don't know why I want to do this. I just know that I want to do that. Please help me explain this to my family. So, and I say that because your daughter is a pet, 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 watch how that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, well, careful on that. Reformed. Pescatarian? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the, the ones that only meet every other Sunday. <laughs> no, um, she, uh, yeah, she's a pet, what do they call a pescatarian. She's mainly veg- vegetarian, but she eats fish, fish. occasionally. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. um, so, you know, when I was a vegetarian actually myself for seven years, so I, I you know, I, I can, I can relate, but I did miss meat <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> um, I, I would, I'm, I, this is kind of a two-parter. I'm kind of curious to why she wants to become a vegetarian because mm-hmm. I, I think her goals are there, but it may not be the healthiest approach because at 15 years old, you're most likely not preparing all your meals. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not have the right intake of vitamins and nutrients and um, from just like eating starch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a chef and I was a vegetarian and that's all I ate was starch because I didn't have time to prepare healthy meals, sure. you know. So I would be concerned about that. I wonder the psychology part of her wanting to become a vegetarian if it's everything she's hearing now. I mean, Mm. heck, they just had a protest and uh, such and such uh, uh, climate change where people are, you know, talking about cow farts and everybody eating vegetables. I mean, so I I wonder if it's part of this type of society thing, crush or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if she knows her mom's a soft spot, I'd talk to her mom first and that way they come up with a plan and then present it to the dad. Oh, that's good. Go with the mom first and then present it. She said that her mom would probably be more supportive of it because her mom's most likely not to be sexist because in our household, it doesn't happen this way because I cook all the time. It's percentage, I'm sure there's a yeah, it's fifty fifty shot. <laughs> yeah, because my my <laughs> wife my wife don't know what an oven is or a stove, so I have to cook. But um, you know, <laughs> I'd go to the mom because mom most likely will be doing the grocery shopping. Yeah, and cooking, so I would I would definitely hit up with the mom first. Any thoughts, producer Brian? Uh, well, you know, again with the kind of young to be making that kind of dietary mm-hmm. choice, unless there's a like a doctor says you need to do something. Maybe. Okay. Um, but you know, vegetarian, I think, is a step above, or way many steps above, like veganism. So, mm. you know, vegetarian, mm. you can still eat all the mac and cheese you want. That's true. You know? That's why. I, <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why I'd like for her yeah. to have a game plan. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, you can quit eating steak and burgers and bacon, but if you substitute it with fudge rounds by Little Debbie, then you know, <laughs> yeah, you kind of feed the purpose. Of yeah. It, so no, those are both. That's both fantastic. And there's a chance, you know, in some households, like vegetables are rare. So like mm. maybe it's meat and potatoes every night. Oh yeah. 
and you know, adding some veggies in is not a bad thing. <laughs> Would it kill you to have some green beans every once in a while, Mom? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> killing me. Uh, Abby says there's nothing wrong with being a vegetarian, but it's not a guaranteed weight ways to lose weight. Whether or not you realize it, half your letter discusses your lack of confidence about your body. You should definitely discuss it with someone. A counselor at school would be helpful. Also, before changing your diet, discuss it with your doctor or registered dietitian so that you can manage it in a healthy way. Also, go online to start researching vegetarianism. Uh, to your extended family, you have full social lives without consuming meat. You can have full social lives without consuming meat or causing an inconvenience or discomfort to others. One simple solution would be to ask what is being served and bring something with you to eat if necessary. So there's that. Perfect. All right. And last but not least, this one was a weird one, I thought. And um, most of these, when I've been con- like going through, is dealing with somebody. I mean, it's turning into Jerry Springer. It's like somebody sleeping with somebody else, and how do I deal with it? I mean, so I'm trying to pull out all the ones that are not not that. So, dear Abby, I live in a townhouse, a small development with just four townhomes with a very relaxed HOA. Since it's just the four of us, we discuss things like need for repairs and come to an agreement. Our problem is our newest neighbor. Dun, dun, dun. She smokes outside at all hours. It prevents the rest of us from enjoying our own outside spaces, nor can we open our window for fresh air. As far as I know, she smokes only outside and not inside. What can we do or say to enjoy our decks and patio spaces or leave our windows open without being smoked out? Smoked out in Minnesota. Do you want my honest feedback? It's going to involve the brass knuckles again. I swear, the people like this drive me nuts. <laughs> it's one cigarette. <laughs> it's not like she has a toxic chemical plant right beside you. It's like, I, I don't know if I read this when I was doing the research for the headline show, if you mm-hmm. guys talked about it, but there was some lady in Australia that was suing. Because her neighbor was like grilling oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Remember where I heard that or no, saw that? It, it actually, because they actually the same thing. Pe- people rallied behind the guy and actually were throwing a bar- <laughs> wanted to throw a huge barbecue event, but the sheriff's department canceled it. So people like people like this, the three neighbors, are part of our problem. I guarantee it has nothing to do with the cigarette cigarette smoke because one cigarette does not produce that much stuff in the open, dissipated air arena. Yeah, it depends, though, because you can smell it, and if it gets, like, sucked into your house, like, your whole house smells it, for a while. It, yeah. It's not that well, bad. Have you ever, like, been sitting, like, at a convenience store with your car running, and a dude walks by with a cigarette, mm-hmm. and then, like, 30 seconds later, your whole car smells like cigarette yeah. smoke? Yeah, but it, go, it goes away It goes quick. away, but it's still for, there's a moment of let's, irritation let's, let's or get this rage. Right. Just, let's, get, let's get this what it is. These people don't like cigarettes or cigarette smokers. It has nothing to do with the one little cigarette this person probably has to go out. They absolutely just don't like cigarettes, and then they're playing bullies right now. Well, uh, and and they may like we we enjoy cigars. I like the smell of cigars. I hate the smell of cigarettes. And that's I don't yeah. like them. I mean, I don't. I'm not a fan of them, mm-hmm. but I'd also that annoyance to me is not worth me saying, you know what, ban all cigarettes or, hey, kick them out of the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Or let me take enough time to write a Dear Abby letter. Yeah. <laughs> Things like, come on. Have you that... had a conversation with your neighbor right. at all about anything? Right. That's the other part that gets me. I mean, it's a townhouse. They probably bought it. 
deal with it. I mean, I'm sure you're going to have annoying things that they don't like. I mean, should they tag up with your other three neighbors and y'all talk that, you know, try to oust you? I mean, probably a yippy dog in one of those places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably, probably. Yeah. Probably yeah. So. And probably the person that's writing it has the yippy dog. I, I'm and willing no- to bet. Good. And, and then next week we'll, re- we'll read one that says, I have a neighbor that has a yippy dog and I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> Actually, I bet the neighbor with the yippy dog is probably the uh, lady in the choir that keeps on talking about oh. it. <laughs> Uh, Abby said, because your homeowners association is so tiny and you have to manage the situation very delicately of the sensitive problem uh, with a positive attitude, this woman is the newest member of your four-unit family, and this will be a long-term relationship for better or worse. Remember, it must be built on trust and mutual respect. Come together in a neighborly way and discuss the matters that need to be dealt with. Do it in a non-contentious way. There you go. Have you heard about vaping? Oh. Yeah. What if you 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 Amazon Here's some a cinnamon vape. vapes? There you go. You know everyone's happy, right? How about you? Just wait till they do. Wait till they uh, legalize the reefers. Then oh, oh buddy, praying for cigarette smoke back. <laughs> and now the HOA has decided that they're going to get a vending machine and then hook it up so that everybody can get the munchies. Uh, all right, so I do have a ask me anything question. Uh, this is brought to us by our friend Tommy Thompson. What is your favorite burn it bourbon? <laughs> what is your favorite bourbon that you've ever had, regardless of money? Your favorite bourbon under one hundred, under fifty, and under thirty dollars. So Tommy is a friend of our friend Chris Abney. He has um, come down. We've hung out for a little bit, and he's listened to the show. So appreciate that, Father Tommy. Um, so I kind of looked through my cabinet of the, the bourbons that I like. And um, the Murray Hill Club is the the one, the highest one that I've got. It's at $100. Um, it's it's a really good bourbon. It's out of uh, Washington, D.C. Um, that's probably one of my favorites now. Um, for the $50 level, it's the 1792 Full Proof. Um, uh, that one, I think I picked it up for $33. Um, that was one of really? my... Yeah. That's the one you had like last week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I was going back to look at the receipt and somebody somebody else bought it for me and I PayPal'd them. And it was $33. Yeah. It's a really good bottle. And you had it. You liked I it. I think I had it. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, seventeen ninety two. Yeah. I've kind of fallen in love with them. And, and they're kind of, mm, people like, you know, tip their nose at them. But I think seventeen ninety two is really good. I like it a lot. And then you've had the single barrel. Uh, version of that yeah it's yeah. also pretty comparable price yeah very good also yeah, yeah. and then the the cheapest one i, I still got to go to to buffalo trace that's still kind of my go-to cheap bourbon but it doesn't taste cheap mm. it's a good bourbon what does that retail for uh i got it at walmart for 23 dollars. walmart that's kentucky mm-hmm. prices that's kentucky prices. here probably about 29 a bit right uh yeah probably here would would probably be 29 yeah. Well, 29 is cheaper than paying gas to go to Kentucky. <laughs> but you're never going to find it around here, though. Yeah, it's so, so hard. Al- so allocated. Yep. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, those are mine. Uh, there's, I'll send uh, on the show notes. I'll put links out to the descriptions of those bourbons if anybody's interested in it. We might be enjoying the Elijah Craig small batch. Might be enjoying. The Southern Fried Philosophy label. So It's really good. I, I really like that. It's a good bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for a, that's also a good cheap one that, that you could pick up under twenty five bucks or so. So it's a good little. It's under twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Man, I, yeah. I need to bring you shopping with me. 
Walmarts. <laughs> it's called the ABC I spent, store. I spent more on that other brand I'm not going to mention on the air. It's not near as good as any of these on your list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, the the one that do you, is, is chicken. I mean, we can it's say. chicken that, and then another name for chicken that. Rhymes with doc. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and, and I heard the $100 bottle is really, really good. It better be. But you didn't like the the cheaper version I of it. I bought the $30 version. Yeah. And it's Just, so boring. Yeah. I, I'm working on I almost brought it tonight still. But I don't <laughs> want to subject, subject guess that. It was great with ginger ale. Yeah. Oh, would it be a good mixer? I tried putting in some tea the other day, and that didn't go well at all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that's another episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, you can find us on the old iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Just put in Southern Fry Philosophy. Look for us there. Remember, don't forget our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Also, our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. What, yeah, I guess kind of tune in there on the Facebook. So mm-hmm. We'll be posting some uh, Ask Us Anything, more interaction uh, with a lot of our listeners there. So, And also, I'd love to just remind you, if you're not a, an organ donor, please go your local DMV or your local live share life share. You can actually sign up and just remember um, you can be a turd, but you can also help someone out if you, if you happen to kick the bucket early. So we appreciate you guys and thanks for tuning in. Uh, next week we'll have Jay Turner from dive 21 studios talking to us about his new movie and his Netflix deal. And uh, as always keep looking up. You're listening to the SFP Radio Network.